All right, guys, welcome in. It is Brad, College Sportscast, and I'm here to do our game day pickums for the. Attention. It's all a commotion around here. What are you talking about? Let them yap at you. It's actually very exciting. All right, guys. Welcome in. It's Brad with College Sportscast. Never mind that. I'm here to do the game day pick'em show. That's what day it is on Thursday. I forgot to change the um lead in there. So uh that's on me. But I'm here to do the game day pick'em show for you guys. John Hammonds is on his way. He should be here inside the next 10, 15 minutes, something like that. Um, and he is going to join me. Right now, it's Christmas season. You can go to homefieldapparel.com, get you some gift cards. They have some stuff, sales going on on gift cards that you can give out to for gifts. Um, and lots of cool apparel, collegiate uh, vintage collegiate apparel. There's over 180 teams to check out. Use our code CSCAST at checkout to save 15%. And that would be greatly appreciated. You'll get some really cool gear and you can get some throwback stuff, some retro logos, retro mascots. Um, so it's, it's a really cool place Check them out. Again, that is at homefieldapparel.com. UCS cast for a 15% discount. Like I said, Hammonds is on his way. I'll go ahead and get a couple of things out of the way while I am uh, kind of stalling, waiting for him. But, but our next show will be Tuesday. It will will not be and next sunday is christmas eve so we're going to have a probably a combined show on tuesday the 19th we will kind of do a wrap up and a big fuss combo show at eight o'clock on tuesday night and just to give you a little heads up there that we will not be doing our normal show got the holidays coming up so there is going to be some downtime, you know, with family and doing things uh, for the next two, maybe even three weeks, um, you know, through the New Year's. So we will see. But I do know that the next two Sundays right now, for sure, we will not be doing our show. So join us on Tuesday we're kind of a cross between our weekend wrap-up show and our big fuss show. And we will do try to do a little bit of both. All right, guys. It looks like Hammonds is here, so I'll try to get him pulled up. He was uh, closer than I thought. So can you hear me? <clears throat> 
Can you hear me, Hammonds? Not, not real good, no. I'll switch, try to switch. All right, so our year red college football stats, I went 91 and 63. Hammonds went 81 and 73 for the year. That's our year um, for 2023. Last week, I went five and five. John went six and four. On the season, I'm 19 and 17. He's 20 and 16. We're neck and neck. All right. Got that out of the way. That's our, our stats week. So this week in between today and next Thursday, there is nine bowl games. We're going to touch on, and mm -hmm. we're just going to kind of touch on these and make some picks. And we will not stay on these real long. So um, uh, we have a nine and three Ohio team versus a six and six Georgia Southern team. And, and the six and six team is a three point favorite on DraftKings. Hammonds. All right. I'm not sure what's going on with Hammonds. I don't know if he can't hear me or what's going on. Hopefully, I'm not real sure. If you're on with me and you can hear me, Send me a, chat, a message in the chat so you can let me know if you can hear me or not. Because Hammonds doesn't seem like he can hear me for some reason. I hear you, but you're lagging like really, really bad. Our first game I'm trying to do is Myrtle Beach Bowl, Ohio. Versus Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern started out pretty good on the stretch. Ohio is a nine and three team. Um, and Georgia Southern is a three point favorite. 
what do you think on this one? I think I'm going to take, I think for me, I think I'm going to take, um, I think I'm going to take Ohio. So I've lost Hammonds. I'm not sure what's going on. We we didn't get to be on before. So I'm not real sure. The New Orleans Bowl. New Orleans has eight and four Jacksonville State versus uh, Louisiana Lafayette, who is six and six. Jacksonville State has had a pretty good season. They're a two and a half point favorite um, in this New Orleans Bowl. I think I'm going to take this Jacksonville State team um, over Louisiana Lafayette. <clears throat> All right, and then we're going to go – I'm going to go to the Mexico Cure Bowl, and that has Miami, Ohio, who is 11-5. App State is a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this game on DraftKings. And, um, you know, for me, with this game – App State plays some pretty good competition throughout the, throughout the year. Miami, Ohio is a MAC team. Um, you know they probably played a couple of uh, decent games early in the season. A lot of those MAC teams do, um, but I think App State it's probably more tested. I'm going to pick them to cover the six and a half points. On this, App State is, um, you know, plays Carolina. Did finish eight and five. Lost um, championship game. They played in the championship game to Troy and lost. So one and and win the Mexico Cure Bowl. The next bowl I'm going to talk about is the New Mexico Bowl. New Mexico State um, is 10 and 4. You know, two weeks before the season ended, they like demolished Auburn at Jordan Hare. Three and a half points, eight and four. So this ought to be a pretty good game. Um, this uh, New Mexico State team controlled the line of scrimmage against an SEC school, Auburn, at home on both sides of the ball, and then turn around and lost the next week after that. So um, they got a, a new head coach, first year there at New Mexico State, and uh, you know he's doing a, a he's done a great job. You know when you can come in and beat Auburn at Jordan Hare, thirty-one to ten or something like that. I don't know they they killed them. Um, and basically control them throughout the entire game. This Fresno 
State team, Mountain West team, is a good team. Um, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try to take New Mexico State in this one. Um, and, and and ride with them and take the three and a half. Yeah, now. All man, right, John, can you hear me? It's lagging. But is it any really, better? But just have to deal with it, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I'm not sure. I mean, like I said, you wasn't on before, and I, can't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, the next bowl, these are these are all on Saturday, these bowl games that I am talking about. These will be the first bowl games of the year. We got the L.A. Bowl. Boise State, who is 8-5, goes up against UCLA, who is 7-5. UCLA is a four-point favorite in this. Uh, championship week, they played and won the Mountain West. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, what do you think in this one, John? I like UCLA in this game. Um, don't really know a whole lot about people in the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to pick the upset and take Boise State in this. I think UCLA is going to be without a lot of its players mm -hmm. in this game. That's my prediction. Yeah, I'm just going to take UCLA. I, there's so many bowl games, and, and there's so many guys going in now the portal. You don't really know. You don't really know what to do. Like, and, and so he's, Or just so much. No, you don't. Right and that's why I'm just kind of running through these. In college and, basketball. So, and or college football. Taking a pick. I, I'm I'm going against UCLA because because they have so many in the portal. So, so mm -hmm. you know. Um the next bowl game on Saturday. This is the game on Saturday. There are uh this is the independent bowl. They are six and six on the season, both teams. I mean, for me, Texas Tech really haven't had that great of a season. California, on the other hand, um, really in the sixth this year. With their head coach, um, I think he's improved. I think I'm going to take California in this one, even though they are a three-point underdog. All right, this game is on Monday night. I don't even know. I didn't. Even, I'm not. Ever heard of this bowl? The fan. I've never even heard of it, to be quite honest with you. But Old Dominion is a two and a half point favorite over Kentucky. Old Dominion is six and six. Western Kentucky is seven and five. In this one, um, I'm going to take Western Kentucky. They have the offense. 
I know this Old Dominion team is a decent team, but I'm going to take Western Kentucky on this one. They are near me, and I know a little bit more about them. So, and they have a great offense, can score a lot of points. So, I'm going to take Western in this one. And Tuesday night, we have the, that should say Frisco Bowl, not Fresco. That should say Frisco Bowl. Uh, Marshall versus UTSA. <clears throat> UTSA is eight and four. Marshall is six and six. You can see UTSA on DraftKings is a big, big favorite. Um, they are a 13-point favorite in this game. I don't know how the transfer portal has affected these teams, to be honest with you. Um, so it, it's like, you know, like John said, you know, it is kind of hard to pick some of these because the transfer portal has, like, been open For two weeks now, and thousand in the portal, and I'm not exactly sure how it's affected these. Uh, but I'm going to take UTSA. They've had a really good run over the last few years, um, and I'm going to take them in this game. And then the last bowl game is next Thursday, a week from today. But it starts before we come on the air, so I wanted to add it. It's the Boca Raton Bowl. You got South Florida versus Syracuse. They're both six and six. Syracuse is a three-point favorite. I think I am going to take Syracuse in this game. Um, Syracuse out of the ACC seems like they have had a better season to me. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised that South Florida got to six wins. Um, I, I, I would have thought they would have been at four or five before I kind of looked at all this. Um, so I'm going to go with Syracuse in the Boca Raton Bowl. I don't know if John's coming back. He apparently is having problems. Um, on, like I said, he wasn't on before we, um, so, you know, before the show, so, all right, <clears throat> so, then we got some basketball games here, and there is a excellent, excellent slate of basketball games this weekend, especially Saturday the 16th. Like, there's just tons of good basketball on. Um, there's six of those bowl games on as well. But if you're a basketball fan, there is some really, really good fan, uh, ball games on. The first one here is actually tomorrow night. Um, it is in Seattle, and it's UConn versus Gonzaga. It's technically a um, neutral site game, but... UConn is flying all the way out to Seattle to take on the Zags. So, you know, UConn's been playing really well. The uh, Gonzaga's coming off of a loss to Washington. 
and you know we'll see how they respond, how they bounce back. I know Seattle will probably be majorly, majorly favored, fan wise, um, in their favor uh, tomorrow night when UConn comes in. So you know. This is a better they're, – they're really more guard-oriented, this team is. Um, EK is in the middle for them, but he's not a guy like that we have seen with, with uh, you know, Drew Timmy for the last three years. But this UConn team, guys, they're, they're legit. Um, they, have, they, they have been tested already. Um, Come out on most of it. For me to know when I don't have anybody on. So, I mean, if you want to stay on and just put your picks in as I go or whatever you want to do, Hammonds. Um, but I'm going to take, I'm going to take UConn in this game. They, they, they one of the, I said that on Tuesday night on the show. So, so I, I'm going to take them in, in this one and, and take UConn. Um, the next game, these are all going to be on Saturday. I've got nine games, um, for Saturday. The next games are all going to be on Saturday. Kansas travels to Indiana. Um, interesting that they're going to Bloomington to play. That is a tough place to play. Indiana is like, Seven and two, eight and two. I can't remember exactly. I think they're eight and two, I believe. Um, but we can try it. It keeps just logging me off for some reason. I don't know. All right. Well, I just did UConn Gonzaga. I picked UConn. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go a different route this game. Um, uh, this is gonna be a bloodbath. Um, Indiana is not as good as they was a year ago, and Kansas is probably that much better than they are. So I, I just don't see Indiana competing with with this Kansas team. Now I've been wrong before, but. Um, Whatever the spread's going to – I think the spread will be higher than probably seven, honestly. Um, and Indiana is just not they, – they don't have the playmakers like they had a year ago. And they don't have, you know, the guard play that they had a year ago. And it's just – to me, it's just – it sets up for Kansas. You know, even though Kansas don't have a lot of depth, I think they have enough to t to win this game. So I think Kansas wins this game pretty much going away. Um, I just don't see any way Indiana hangs around in this game. 
So, all right. Well, I mean, for me, Kansas is the better team. Going and playing in Bloomington is a tough place to play. Um, I think it'll be closer than most probably expect. All right. The next one that we're going to talk about, and Clyde, no, we have not got to Kentucky, Michigan State. This is a huge game. For what do you think on? Um, I'm going with this one. Uh, I'm going with Baylor. Um, I'm not. Michigan State's not a real good team right now. Um, you know, they're struggling, having a lot of problems. Um, they can't shoot the ball right now. They're just not doing the things they need to do to win. And, you know, they're four and five. Um, there's just a lot of problems at Michigan State. And they're like I said this week, um, there's just a big opportunity chance that their 25-year NCAA tournament streak is in jeopardy. And a loss here, they're going to be, what, four and six? Um, and now and they're going to start going into to Big Ten play, which the Big Ten is not as good as normal. But at the same time, Michigan State's not good either right now. So give me Baylor. I think they take care of things in this one. Um, Baylor's a really good basketball team. Ray J. Dennis might be one of the best players in the country. Um, he can flat get her done in the in the – Guard range. He, he can shoot. He can do anything. He can he can make plays. Um, this is a good this is a good Baylor team for me that has a shot to win the whole champ the whole national championship. They're that good. <clears throat> yeah, I mean you know I, I want to see Izzo win this game to be be honest with you, but I, I've got to take Baylor the way the way Michigan State's been playing. Baylor's take them, but it should be for them going into East Lansing. I mean, it should be, but we'll see. M versus Houston. This is a neutral site game in Texas. I like Houston in this game. Um, I think Texas A&M at times can be very inconsistent. You know, and their their defense is really good, but they haven't really been consistent offensively. Um, that's not fair to say to them because they've had some guys out injured. But if they get everybody back, I think I think this is a game where they could probably match up good with them defensively. But I think if we're looking at offensively, I think Houston, to me, is the better team. But I think they they have a fair advantage on both sides defensively because both can get after you on the defensive end. So this will I think this will be a closer game than people think. But I'm going to have to pull for Houston. Um, you know, Kelvin Sampson's a heck of a coach. You know, he's turned Houston around the time that he's been there. And he's always got a really good team. They always go pretty far in the tournament, and they're always playing good defense. They're always hard-nosed. They get after you on the defensive efforts. 
and and I like Houston in this game. All right, man. What's up, guys? Got a few people on with us. Um, you know, for me, this Texas A, you know, were thought they were going to be. They need to start picking it up. They lose this game. This is what four losses. Mm -hmm. If they can win this game, then you know, maybe they can. get their season going in the right direction. So I'm going to take A&M in this game and still say that they should be a lot better than what they've been playing. But so we'll see. Then we're going to go Clemson goes travels to Memphis on Saturday. And Clemson's undefeated. And Memphis has been playing well. So who you got in this one, John? I got Clemson. Um, I like Memphis, but they've just been too inconsistent. You know, they they lost to Ole Miss, then they come back and they beat Texas A&M. Their in, inconsistent play really kind of throws me off on this game. Clemson's got a really good team. Um, they went into Alabama and won. Um, that's not an easy job to do, especially with what Nate Oates has done at Alabama. Um, you know, Clemson's got that backcourt with Gerard. They got Hunter. Um, you know, they brought P.J. Hall back. This is a very savvy and veteran leadership backcourt that Clemson has got. And we are a win away from Clemson being in the top ten um, in college basketball. And that's saying something. After the year that they had last year, you know, they, they done really well, and then they missed the tournament. So, this is a really good Clemson team. I think the addition of Joe Rar has been a major plus. The, the transfer from Syracuse, I think he's changed his team. Their shooting, I think he's helped with their shooting woes that they had a year ago. So, um, give me Clemson on the road. If they can go into Alabama and win, they can do the same thing at Clemson or at Memphis. All right, but Memphis, Quinterly has made a huge difference for them. Like, he, he is has. a real great point guard. He has. Like, he's made a huge difference for them. Um, And you was talking about Clemson being home. They're definitely going to be ranked next week. They're like eight and two. If they can beat this good Clemson team, because Clemson is a good team. Mm-hmm. I think Memphis will be ranked next week. No, no doubt, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Um, so this is a chance for Penny to get his team on the map. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I really like this Clemson team, and it's hard to say it's hard to go against them. I think I'm gonna take Clemson. But it should be a battle, and Memphis could win this at home. 
All right. Then we got the big one of the day. We got Arizona versus Purdue. This is a neutral site game. Um, one versus, I think, Purdue is four right now. But, mm -hmm. I mean, basically two of the top teams in the country. Um, and what do you think on this one, man? This is going to be a, a battle it, right here. To me, this is one of the best games. Well, actually, it is the best game of the weekend. And the fact that it's on Peacock really upsets me that it's on a streaming service. This game should be on CBS or ESPN. Instead, we get it on Peacock. But beyond that, I take that off the equation. This will be a really great game between guard play. Um, you got Edie in the middle against Balo. You got the guard play and Caleb Love and Kylan um, Boswell in, in the backcourt with Braden Smith and company in the in the backcourt. This game's going to come down to whichever guard play can make the most shots and who can and who can make plays on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I really want to pick Purdue in this game. I do. Um, I think Purdue is a really good team. I think Arizona is a really good team. But if I had to go right now, I would say it's Arizona. Um, now, down the road, I'd probably pick Purdue. Um, but if it's this – when it's this early, I think it's just Arizona, just the way they've been playing lately. They, they just got a really good backcourt. Um, not saying Purdue don't either because Purdue's got one of the better backcourts in the country. But Arizona is just on a different level than everybody else. And that's why I think they take care of business and they win this game Saturday. Um, but it will be a really good basketball game. It's probably the best game of the weekend. So, bear down. Go Arizona. All right. Well, I mean, I've been impressed with this Purdue team. And don't get me wrong, I'm severely impressed with this Arizona team as well. They've been playing lights out. Um, Tommy Floyd's doing an absolute hell of a job. Caleb Love has come out there and helped them, like, settle down and, and run. The, they have just been playing lights out. But, man, Edie is a beast in the middle. And I'm just not sure that Balo can handle him. Um, I mean, he's just a beast. And if they can get some guard play in this game, I'm going to take Purdue in a close one. I think I'm going to take the upset. I'm pretty sure Arizona um, will probably be favored since they're one, I would think. Um, yeah, but I think I'm going to take Purdue in the up upset. There's no All right, Hammonds. This is a game that we got a few people on want us to talk about. So Kentucky versus North Carolina. Uh, um in the champ in the um at this is at Atlanta. This is a neutral site game. I'm trying to think what's it called? The CBS Sports Classic. This ain't Champions Classic. What's it called? CBS Sports Classic. CBS Sports Classic. Thank you. I was drawing a blank. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. There we go. Oh, Thank you. Sorry. I was oh, drawing I, a blank on that one. North Carolina's 
ranked nine and Kentucky's ranked 14th. And this is this is a big opportunity for Kentucky to make a statement on the big level. Um, I'm not saying that you know North Carolina is far and away better than everybody else because they're better than they was a year ago. But this is a chance to, for Kentucky to make a statement on national TV on CBS that's saying, you know what, everybody's saying that we're not that good, that, you know, we're just a, a, a mid-level top 25 team. You know, you know, a lot of people are kind of they, – they're, they're on the fence with Kentucky right now. Now, there's a lot that's on the fence and then a lot and there's a lot that like them. But Kentucky can make a statement this weekend and win this game. And most likely, if they win this game, they're probably going to be in the top ten because they'll probably replace North Carolina in, in that spot. With that said, on the other side of the equation, North Carolina's got a really good team too. Um, Baycock in the middle is going to be a tough um, out. Um, they got R.J. Davis. Um, he's back. Um, guard plays going to be huge in this game. Um, you got Kentucky's guard play versus North Carolina's guard play. We could have a up and down pace. Um, there's been so many classic games in this game. Um, if you look back in 2017, we had the Malik Monk 40 point game where he hit a shot with like three seconds to go. That was one of the best Kentucky North Carolina games that you'll ever watch. Then you had the game where Luke May hits the buzzer beer to beat us in the lead eight. The the ice water the end veins, man. Ice water. Yeah, and then you had then you had the Luke May game where they beat us on the last second shot. <laughs> Two absolute classics in the same year. Um, up. Forty-seven points. That's what it was. And at the end of the night, I'm gonna go Kentucky. Um, yes, Kentucky's going to have to play defense. They're going to have to keep their man in front of them. Their defense has not been good recently. Um, they're not, they've not been able to stay in front of their man. And this is going to be a test because North Carolina's got some shifty guards, some good fast guards, and they're going to have to play some D. Um, and they're going to have to make plays to win this game. It's not going to be a cakewalk. But give me Kentucky. Um, I think they'll win by three or four. It's going to be another one of those – um, heart thob games where your blood pressure is going to be up towards the end of the night. And what, how else would you want to do it as a Kentucky fan is being that kind of pressure cooker early in the year with a game like this. So um, give me Kentucky in the, the three or four points. I think it's going to be pretty tight. All right, man. So for me, we got more than likely Hugo. Um, Uganda's going to be back um, in this game. Uh, and and we've seen Bradshaw now for a little over one game. Um, and, and, you know, Aaron Bradshaw's had 17 and 11 last game, but he wasn't Baycock. So, um, you know, so, you know, RJ Davis is playing great and he's going to be a stud in this game. Going to make the run that we all think, think that they are going to, to make. 
Um, it's time for Kentucky to start showing that they can do that. And this is a nationally televised game. Look for Dillingham and probably Bradshaw and Reed Shepard. And, you know, I, I still say that we will see something out of Wagner and Edwards. You know, look for five, six players to be in double figures. Um, of course, you got Reeves that will definitely be in double, double figures, I would think. Um, so, you know, and God, I wish you wouldn't have brought up Luke May. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> I, I was trying to forget about that. All right, Alabama travels to Creighton on Saturday. Do all they wanted last week, and Creighton is coming off of a embarrassing loss. So now Alabama's coming in. So Go ahead, man. Oh, I didn't know. I couldn't hear you. Um, I like Creighton. I actually I like Creighton in this game. Creighton is coming off a loss to UNLV, which they didn't really play really good at all. And Creighton's one of them teams. They're either hot or they're either cold, and they either hitting up. They're either shooting or they're not shooting. And Alabama's going to be a challenge for them. Um, Alabama's got a good team. Um, Grant Miller is a really good player, um, and I think he's one of the best players in the country. Um, you know, they got Sears. Sears is a really good player. And then, you know, they, they, they've they always had a good team under Nate Oates. Um, the biggest thing with Alabama is they never play good on the road. They, they struggle on the road. They, they play bad on the road, but they play really good at home. And this is another one of those games, I think. And I think Creighton wins this game, but it's going to be a fun game in terms of up and down because both teams like to shoot, both teams like to play, play really well in the um, up, run and gun type style of offense. But I think Creighton wins this game by maybe ten. Um, Alabama is just not where they need to be right now. Um, they still got a lot of pieces and, and things they need to work on before conference play. And I think this will be another big test for them to see where they are. And 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 possibly they could go in there and upset Creighton. So especially maybe Creighton has a hangover from UNLV, but I but I really doubt it. Um, this might wake them up a little bit, knowing that they got beat by UNLV. That was another loss. It was. It, it's going to – to me, this loss, it will sit with you until Selection Sunday. Um, it, it's one of those games. You know where it it will be on it'd be one of those ugly games 
that you have on the resume that will, will carry on till Selection Sunday. And I think Creighton can bounce back and win this game and, and make up for it a little bit by beating Alabama. I, I mean, I kind of have a different opinion about Alabama. I think Alabama has played a couple of teams, really, really good teams, extremely strong. They've had one game, I think, where they, they looked bad. Um, Sears needed to step up, and he did. 30-some points against Purdue the other day. Um, you know, and – you put that with Grant Nelson and the way that this team has played for the most part. Yes, they've had some really a couple of really tough losses um, to some great teams, but I, I just I have a feeling they're going to go into Creighton and win this one. And I don't know, mate. You know, Creighton's got a good team. I said this Alabama I said, team. I said Grant Miller again. I said Grant Miller again, didn't I? <laughs> I've done it all year. I've called him Grant Miller all year long. I don't know why. It's Grant you Nelson. Did. It's Grant Nelson. Uh, yeah. I get him and some other guy confused. I don't know if it's if it's what it is, but yeah. it's Grant Nelson. Sorry, Alabama folks. I don't know why I saw him Miller. I guess I get I guess I'm thinking of the player from last year. The Miller kid that played for Alabama, I get him confused. <clears throat> but anyway, you are Brandon Miller. Yes, yeah. you're thinking about Brandon Miller. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> All right, the next game on Saturday. This is this is <clears throat> this is part of that CBS Classic. This is Ohio State versus UCLA. UCLA is only five and three, guys. They're not what they haven't they're been. Not. Ohio State's seen team so far. Not, what do you think of this one, Hammonds? Um, UCLA, to me, this year, they've been so up and down. You know, they had the close game with Marquette. Um, then they had the, the game the other night against one of the smaller mid-majors, and they barely beat them one point, I think. Um and it just seems to me like UCLA does not have that one go-to guy that they had a year ago with Vasquez and and the and the point guard that they had. Um, I can't I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But Ohio State, on the other hand, I mean, you got a 16, 18 point lead against Penn State, and you blow it, like. You know, everybody wants Ohio State to move forward and get and get away from those kind of losses, but it haunts them every single year. It seems like that they have a game where they just don't really that they end the game in bad on bad terms. And for me, that's a loss that's going to sit with them till Selection Sunday, because I'm going to be honest with you, Penn State's not a really good basketball team. Um, they're in a rebuild, especially with their coach moving. On to Notre Dame. There's they still got a few pieces, but they're not they're not going to be like they was a year ago um, in the middle of the top top ten, top five, you know, of the Big Ten. So Ohio State has to finish these games, and I think they do Saturday. I think they win this game. I think their guard plays a big key 
I think Key is a big key in the middle, no pun intended. Um, he's a really good player. And I think they win the battle in this CBS Sports Classic. I just think UCLA is too inconsistent right now. They, you know, they have the good game against Marquette. Then they come back and they have that one game where they barely won against a very small team. And it just feels like, like I said, UCLA does not have that guy that can get them buckets when it matters. And, you know, we've seen that against Villanova. And Villanova is fair, but they're not the best team. And Villanova just wore them down. Um, and they're, they're just not the UCLA team under Mick Cronin that we're accustomed yeah. to seeing. And I don't think they win this game Saturday. I think I agree with that. I mean, they don't they don't have Jaime. They don't have Jaime there this time that can just go get them a bucket and put them on yeah. their back. Uh, they don't have that guy. This Ohio State team has looked pretty good, minus that Penn State collapse the other night. Um, I think hopefully they learn something from that. I'm going to pick this Ohio State team. Um, I think that you know that they that they maybe learn how the how to finish a game um, when yeah. you're up 15 or 16. Um, so you know, see that's like the said, biggest thing. See that's the biggest thing with Ohio State that everybody talks about every single year is they don't know how to finish. Um, the last couple yeah. of years, they've had games where they just can't finish and they can't figure it out. But they have a better team this year than they've had the last three or four years, and that was they have, very uh, that was very unaccustomed for them the other night against Penn State. It was just a game that really it just shook your head and thought, you know what, Ohio State has not done this all year, and then they do this, and it kind of reverted back to the last two, two or three years. And you don't want to get that name of well, Ohio State can't never finish a game, um, and they can't make plays to, to win. And I think that changes this weekend um, against a very average UCLA team. I just don't think this UCLA team is that good. I just – I think they'll get to the tournament. I do. But I don't think they're they're going to be a sweet seeking elite eight contender this year. There's just too many pieces that's missing from this UCLA team they need to fix. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. If they lose this, I mean, they're sitting at five and four. I mean, you know, it depends on how they do in the Pac-12. We'll see. I don't know. But I think I am going to take Ohio State in this one. Um, you know, I, I think they are the better team. Right. Better teams, this is the better, last. Better teams team don't always win. Better teams don't always win, though. They don't. <laughs> on, these, on these kind of weekends. but. So, but the last game we're going to talk about is NC State versus Tennessee, and this is a um, neutral site game as well. I like this Tennessee team. Um, I think they can be, they can get better. Um, I felt like Vescovi is getting is getting his shots in. I think he's getting better a little bit the last couple of games. Um, you know. There's always going to be issues with Tennessee offensively because the way they play basketball, um, they're more of a defensive-oriented team. Um, NC State is too. I think this will be a rock fight. Um, and it's going to be one of those games that's going to come down to a possession or two. Um, this NC State team is not bad at all. Um, this NC State team's got a really good basketball team. 
Um, you know, NC State has always been one of those teams that you got to look out for in the regular season because, you know, they're, they have the tendency to upset the Dukes, North Carolinas, and they make run. And, and even when we was growing up, they always make these runs in the ACC tournament and, you know, and do things that people don't really normally think they'll do. They'll, they'll, they'll roll off three or four wins. And, um, you know what I mean? You know, they'll, they, they go out and they, and they just make plays. And that's what I like about this team. Um, you know, DJ Horn, um, he's a really good basketball player. Um, he's a guard. I just think this Wolfpack team has an opportunity to win a big game here. Um, and Tennessee, to me, is inconsistent sometimes. They, they, they I mean, play they good. absolutely do. And Tennessee, ha they're inconsistent. You know, they put, like the North Carolina game, and then they come back and they do what they did last week. Um, but with that said, I think Tennessee wins this game. By five or six points, I think their defensive pressure makes a difference in this game. And I want to kind of – and then I'll let you go on and, and pick your prediction, but I kind of want to have a final buzzer of what I want to – want to I want to say something else that refers back to this one, um, refers kind okay. of to this schedule and whatnot. But go ahead. Okay. All right, man. So, you know, NC State versus Tennessee. This NC State team is seven and two. Um, they have played really well to begin this season. Um, you know, they're getting a chance to kind of, you know, put their name on the map against a good team, against a Tennessee team that, uh, I don't know, loses and only drops two spots or whatever it is. I mean, you know, uh, they, they just – this Tennessee team has a pretty good reputation right now of being a top team, whether you uh, – Um, you know, last week they looked great. There has been a couple of games where I didn't think they looked great. Well, they and um, NC State they kind of and NC State has some really good players. You know, they got they got uh, Burns and they got Casey Morsell. So this won't this will be a challenge for Tennessee. This won't be an easy game. Um, but I think Tennessee yeah. kind of I think Tennessee can grind it out with their defense and win this one. Yeah, I do too. I, you know, I'm going to pick Tennessee in this game. Um, I, I think, you know, they just have, you know, I feel like they should they should win this game. I will say this: NC State is playing with house money in this game. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, I mean, they get a chance to like show on a national stage away from you know, the ACC, that they are for real. So, but I'm going to pick Tennessee in this one. And like I said, that is it. But before you get to your final buzzer, I got one thing that kind of is a final buzzer for me, but I got one thing that I want to say about Kentucky and North Carolina. Um this game is played in Atlanta, okay? The CBS Sports Classic is played in Atlanta. Calipari 
is seven and four at Kentucky in Atlanta as a coach. He's lost the last three that he has played in Atlanta. However, I want to throw this out there. And if Clyde and Josh Hammonds, you may not know this either, but I want to throw a little stat out there. Every, every Kentucky team that Calipari has played and won in Atlanta throughout the season, every Kentucky team has went on to make the Final Four. Just a little, just a little tidbit. Just want to throw that out there. So every team that Calipari's had that has won in Atlanta has went on to make the Final Four. Just saying. <laughs> and and what I wanted to kind of touch on a little bit, you know, um, you know, Josh brought up a big point with the whole college basketball. You know, this season is the most wide open than it's been in probably 10 or 15 years. You know, you got – you had Northwestern lose to – um, Chicago State last night, you had UNLV lose to – or UNLV beat um, Creighton. You had Kentucky losing to UNC Wilmington. You've had all sorts of upsets this season. Um, a lot of teams have lost by games. Louisville has lost to Arkansas State. Um, there's so much parity this year. DePaul. And college – and DePaul. There's so much – um, parity in college basketball this year that I'm not so sure that there's no real dominant team in college basketball right now. And as I say this, number seven Marquette is only up four on St. Thomas, Minnesota at home. So does that not tell you that there's parity in college basketball? I mean, let's, let's be honest. I've, I've watched Marquette. Marquette looks – I've watched them three times. They look amazing when I have watched them. St. Thomas, Minnesota. Like, I think. I, don't I think. I think they're a they're a new Division One team. They come from Division Two, I believe. They just started being Division One. Um, and there's been so many bye games that people has lost this year compared to years past, and it's absolutely amazing. It it kind of made me laugh and chuckle at a. Coach Forge from Wake Forest, he made a comment the other day. He said, what's that saying that John Rothstein makes all the time that, um, you know, losing a bye game, the epitome of brutality? He said, we're trying to avoid that this year. And, you know, it kind of struck me that, you know, hey, you can lose on any given night. It does not matter who, what teams you are. I think that says a lot about the transfer portal and how teams have recruited. Um, there's really good teams in these mid-majors, and there's a lot of good talent that doesn't get to Division One in these big Power Five schools, and they're left with the leftovers, and those leftovers are pretty decent. Um, and then they go to these schools like UNC Greensboro. They beat, they beat Arkansas early in the year. 
Um, Furman, Furman ended up beating Tulane tonight, which to me was kind of a mini upset. good. Because Tulane's a lot better this year. So, at the end of the day, I think this season is wide open. And then on my last little bit, I just want to say something. Um, I've had this on my chest for the last 24 hours. And I know that we hate Louisville. Um, we can't stand Louisville. We, we hate everything about that red and black. But as a fan, it's exhausting. Um, I get it, um, especially with the Billy Gillespie deal. When Kentucky, when Kentucky hired Billy Gillespie, it was a tough situation. And we had to endure that for a couple of years. And this situation with Kenny Payne is really unbearable. You know, you got losses to Arkansas State. Um, I can't remember the other team. Who was the other team they lost to? Was it UNC? Um, what was the other team? This, that this week, too. They lost to DePaul, terrible. but they also – they lost to a, a – a, a Chattanooga. That's who – was it Chattanooga? They lost to Chattanooga. Yeah, I think they did lose to Chattanooga, yeah. And I'm going to yeah. say this. And then you got the little situation with the coach and the player where he says he's not transferring and he says he's still on the team, but yet he's been in the stands for two games. Now, excuse me. Every game, from what I what I read, he's been in the stands every game. What is happening at Louisville? What is absolutely happening? Um, this would be a good 30 for 30. And then they dismissed him from the team today. To me, this would be a good 30 for 30 on what happened under Kenny Payne's watch because there's been a lot of stuff go down there. <laughs> and, and it's not even so much that that I feel for the players and such. I don't feel for the program. That's not my that's not my thing. I don't feel for that program. I feel for the fans because fans are dedicated to their team. Man, you don't know you don't know the same Louisville fans I know. Well, I know, but there's, so, a, I, there's a few fans out uh, there that that really are good people and good good fans. They have a good fan base. And some, you know, you have to take the good <laughs> with the bad. But this is really bad. And and all I gotta say is is Kentucky plays Louisville next week, the twenty first. A week from tonight, actually. A week from tonight. To, to me, I think that's where he where he gets axed. Because when Big Blue Nation takes over that arena at Yum Center and they and they win, it, it's gonna it's gonna be an ugly black eye. It's what it's going to be, and it might end. It might end this horrible ship that he's running, because this is a disgrace. He should have been fired after last night. Listen, I said on this show before last year ever started, they hired a guy that had no coaching experience, zero, no head coach experience whatsoever. Ever in his life, ever. I watched part of that game last night against Arkansas State. His offense is lost. I mean, lost. 
with the zone def with the zone defense. He has no idea what to do. I mean, it's I was a coach, okay? It was in high it was high school, middle school, but I, I coached and it's it's comical. When you're watching his team, it's comical. I'm sorry. Kenny Payne's a great dude. He is. He was great with bigs. He was great as an assistant. But he's never been a coach. And I said that before the before all of this mess. And another thing. And, and, another, and another thing to add to this before we log off tonight. The last seven minutes of that game, um, I think it was the last seven, last six, you could tell the players quit. You could just watch it. They just quit. There was no there was no Respecting, effort. He doesn't know what to do. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it, like, it's, it, it's really that. And some of the comments that he makes in the post-game conferences about, you know, about the tights and all that, he's he's digging himself into a hole, man. He's digging himself into a hole that he's and all these Kentucky fans, all these all these Kentucky fans today that say just hiring straight back at Kentucky, y'all are lost. I, I mean, seriously, Kenny Payne needs to go somewhere and and work on his image because what he has done for the last year and a half is beyond embarrassing. It's yeah, it's it's way beyond embarrassing. I mean, you're talking about it is like ultimate humiliation is what it is. It's tough. And, and actually, I'm actually sorry. I was wrong. I was wrong. Tulane came back and beat Furman in, in double overtime. Apparently, they had come back from a big deficit. So, I was wrong on that. Apologize. That, Tulane come back. But still, that – I mean, that shows you that Furman's pretty good, though. Furman's got a good team. They have a good they team. Do. But they play the to finish game. this thought on Kenny Payne, I mean, he has to go somewhere else and repair his image. Go somewhere, be, be in a the bigs, you know, get a couple of, get a couple of um, recruits to come in and repair your image and look like you know something about basketball and dealing with people. Because right now, you don't even look like – I mean, I'm not even sure that you look like you ever played basketball. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, like, if he has dementia. I mean, seriously. I mean, it just – when you watch him – handle people and players and the game and game situations and how to coach he's lost yeah he there's a lot of there's a lot of issues there he can't press conference and know how to handle himself and speak at a press conference it's 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 beyond embarrassing it really is it is So 
Anyways, you brought up the whole Kenny Payne thing. I've never seen anything like it. I ain't either. I mean, honestly, think about it. From a top 10, top 15 program in the country, I mean, I thought Eddie Sutton did Kentucky bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. At least Eddie Sutton knew basketball. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't even know that Kenny Payne knows basketball. Just saying. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up with that. We'll be on on Tuesday. We'll kind of do a, a uh, combo show with a weekend wrap-up and a big fuss. I have no idea on Big Z, Josh. Haven't really heard anything. It's been very quiet. I, I even have a couple of contacts that I've been following about it. And they even say it's been very quiet on that front. And they think that the NCAA is stalling. So that's all I can tell you. All right, guys. We will see you next Tuesday, uh, which is the 19th. Have a good one. Have a good night.